0: Hey, it's Paulette again, and I'm honored to bring you another episode here on the Thriving in Chaos Project, now in its fourth season. I bring you resilient survivors, key resources, and experts in their fields to lighten the load and shine a light on the path forward from confusion to conclusion through all things divorce and transformation. So let's get started. I'm hosting a retreat in Belize. Some of you may know, but I used to live there. And Belize is a melting pot of culture that carries over into the food, the music, and the fun. It is the best of both vibes from jungles to ground you and beaches to heal and soothe. I live there for many years and go back and forth between there and Atlanta because I can't get enough. My co-host Tiara visited me and didn't want to leave either. No one does. This is paradise, folks. My co-host here and I chatted about the perfect all-inclusive location for you ladies that are going through a pivot in your life and need to reset, renew, and rebuild, and we nailed it. We kick off with a three-day adventure in the luxurious eco-resort Kapal Tree in the Southern Belize jungle followed by three luxurious days on Thatch K Island, a private island over water oceanfront oasis in the turquoise Caribbean along the Belize Barrier Reef. Whether you're going through or just coming out of a divorce, especially with a narcissist, a career change, or you just want to get back to the parts of you that you haven't seen in a while, we are talking to you. Make note May 4th to the 10th, 2024, and start packing. Space is very limited on the private island and in the jungle. Be sure to act now. We have a passion for leading truly transformational healing events from heart-opening, accessible guided meditations to connection-based life-changing tools and practices, we curate each moment with care and compassion to ensure every lady is taken care of from the initial registration to the final namaste. It's better in Belize. Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project with your host, Paulette Rigo. In this series, I am bringing to you The largest, biggest, most egregious mistakes I see individuals and couples partake in throughout the divorce process. There's no particular order, and I can't say that anyone is any worse or better. It's a collective observation that I have in my years of doing this work. For over a decade, I've held the hands and locked arms with individuals that are enduring, oh gosh, what do we want to call it? High conflict litigated divorce cases who really feel a sense of confusion, fear, overwhelm, and they need expert guidance to get them through it. I also am a credentialed mediator when a couple comes to me and said, you know, we want to avoid at all costs litigation. We want an uncontested, amicable divorce process where we can work together to create a memorandum of agreement, an agreement that is on paper, that's really going to hold up, that they can look at and say, you know, this may not have been what we were wishing and hoping for when we got married, but it's a solution, and we can both live with it. And through my years of doing this work and being the founder of Better Divorce Academy and the author of Better Divorce Blueprint, and also the creator of the How to Divorce a Narcissist Method with my partner in crime Tierra Walmark, I know that you will feel more at ease when you're aware of all the mistakes that you could make that you need to avoid. So with no further introduction, we're going to jump into number eight, sharing any details or spousal attacks with the children. That's a big topic, and I don't want these little mini workshops and masterclasses to be a full-fledged lecture. This is uh, a sneak peek, a little snapshot as to those common mistakes. And this one is incredibly common and shall I say tempting when one or both of the parties is angry, tired, vindictive, and is looking for a bit of revenge. They want emotional justice. And let me tell you, there isn't any. We don't get emotional justice in divorce. There isn't any. You do not get a blue ribbon when your spouse has misbehaved. And they don't get a blue ribbon if you've misbehaved it's not a competition as to who's the better person who's the more patient person who is the better parent etc cetera, etc cetera. the courts are merely looking to solve the complexity of the entanglement Uh, The disentanglement of the knot of all of the marital assets and the marital debt and how that should be distributed. Now, many of the states are equitable division of marital assets, some are community property. But with that aside, everything's got to be decided. And some people are deeply attached to things, and others are, listen. I'll take nothing, just give me my freedom. (laughs) I've seen it all and everything in between. But when it comes to divorce and there's conflict, who is the party that is along for the ride as the innocent bystander that should be spared the details, that should be spared all of the facts, and the conflict. But as you might have guessed, it's not uncommon for the parents to go ahead and start name calling and sharing too much information with children. And that goes even for children who are adult children. And what's the definition of adult in divorce? Well, It's usually when they become of the age of majority at 18. Now, some states it's 2021, 23 with child support, but let's just put that aside for now. This isn't a conversation about child support and custody, legal custody, physical custody. Nope. This conversation is about the temptation to cross over into the dark side. And that's what it is. When you're sharing any, and I do mean any, details or spousal attacks with the kids. Now, at what age are they even recollecting this? I'm going to say three. From the age of three to, well, I don't know, 30? (laughs) Definitely 18. The kids need to be left out of it. Even when they ask, mom, why are you and dad divorcing? Dad, how come blank, right? It's so tempting for the children to want details. So they're going to ask. They will be prepared. They want to know that they're safe. They're loved. They're not to blame that their life will continue and go on, that they're going to feel a sense of security, and they need to know that no matter what, mom and dad will always be their mom and dad. Now, there may become days when both parties move on with dating, relationships, engagement, remarriage. But the children need to know as little as possible because it will create tension and stress and uncertainty in their lives that will do harm to them, to the family unit, and it certainly is going to drag the case out unnecessarily. So I challenge you, never take the bait and share facts, details, or rumors about your spouse, your divorce proceedings, your paperwork, and your agreement and or settlement. Please remember to spare the children the drama, and that is the word I like to use. Sometimes you can use the word trauma instead of drama, Perhaps you even use both of it. And remember to spare them the drama by simply reassuring them. That's the word to remember. Reassure. And you need to do it over and over and over that the divorce is not their fault. They didn't cause it. They're not to blame. They couldn't have fixed the marriage. They understand that mom and dad are doing what they need to do for their adult lives because of court procedures and rules and laws that are mandated in divorce. Children need to understand that they are safe. There's a sense of security, routine, structure. They need to feel that whether they're with mom or dad, they are going to be okay. And that both parents, even though they don't necessarily care for one another anymore on some level, that they still both love the children, perhaps in very different ways, but they still love them unconditionally. There's a set of rules at one house. Perhaps there's a second set of rules at another house. But as a unit, they know that when they put their head on the pillow, that they're going to wake up safe, warm, fed, loved, educated, sheltered, clothed, and secure in their own being, regardless of the divorce. This is the message that kids need to learn. So I challenge you to remember that sharing the details, when they moved out, what they said, who did what, oh my, let it go. It won't help you. And it will cause the children to feel a sense of resentment, usually for both parties. I also want you to remember that children are 50% mom and 50% dad. So when they go through a divorce process and they hear the parents arguing or insulting one another or attacking one another, and I don't mean physically, although that could be a case too, what is the message that a child now hears and absorbs and remembers? Mom is telling me dad is bad, and dad is telling me mom is bad. And if I'm 50% mom and 50% dad, and they're both bad, well, I'm all bad. That is not the message you want your children to hear, to feel, to remember, and to experience. Let it go. I beg you, let it go. So this is a common mistake. I challenge you to resist the temptation. This is what journaling is for. This is what divorce coaches are for. This is what trusted friends are for. Therapists, attorneys at time from time, friends, but be careful to choose your friends wisely. It's important that you have a support system of someone other than, than your children and without being therapist or amateur therapist be very careful never to treat your child as a confidant as a therapist they are not mature enough nor should they ever be burdened with your secrets your emotions and your experiences make their experience about them and you go ahead and forge your life forward and make that about you. Your children will grow. Your children will become adults. And your children need to know that if they're ever in a relationship that isn't healthy, that they themselves are not going to continue a cycle of damage. So if this is something that sounds familiar, you now know what not to do. And you got to thrive, even in the chaos and the heck, you've got to move forward. So I challenge you to take some notes, allow that to simmer, and know that your children are sacred and deserve to be survivors and thrivers. I'll see you next time. Keep thriving. Thanks for joining me today. If you were inspired by today's episode, please share it with a friend or a loved one. My hope is you feel empowered to take some action, no matter how big or small. Action that allows you to step out of the chaos and thrive on your own terms. If this podcast added any value to your day, please review it on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Keep thriving in the chaos.